Um, so today we're going to continue, uh, or actually I'm going to finish our series on Thank God It's Monday. So we've been trying to think about what it means to be a disciple of Jesus, wherever it may be that you are tomorrow, and Tuesday, and Wednesday, and Thursday, and Friday, and Saturday. Um, all of the things that you get up to when you're not actually in the church space, what does it mean to be a kind of full-time worker for Jesus? Because in essence, that's what we all are, right? isn't it? You know, when we, when we step into the pools of baptism or when we step into confirmation, when we make that commitment to Jesus as Lord, what we're doing is saying, actually, I'm all in now. We're not Christians just to come to church on Sunday or maybe to come to church on Sunday and to go to a small group or to be part of the worship group. We're, we're all in disciples of Jesus. And so you know, Jesus is really concerned about everything um, that we do. So we're going to start with some scripture. Um, we're going to pick up in um, 2 Corinthians today, chapter 9, verses 6 to 16. So this is Paul talking about generosity. Remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to bless you abundantly, so that in all things at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. As it is written, they have freely scattered their gifts to the poor. Their righteousness endures forever. Now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply your increase of your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. You will be enriched in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion. And through us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. This service that you perform is not only supplying the needs of the Lord's people, but is also overflowing in many expressions of thanks to God. Because of the service by which you have provided yourselves, others will praise God for the obedience that accompanies your confession of the gospel of Christ and for your generosity in sharing with them and with everyone else. And in their prayers for you, their hearts will go out to you because of the surpassing gift of grace that God has given to you. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. So right back at the beginning, we talked about uh, why what we do during the week is important to God. And of course, the reason is that God is intrigued. intrigued. He's very, very interested in you. And so your work matters simply because you matter so much to God. And no matter what it is that we do over the course of our normal kind of working weeks, I don't know what you've got in your diaries for tomorrow, what will happen, Jesus is Lord of that all. So it might look something like you might be working for one of these places. I'll have a slide in a minute. There we go. <laughs> Try to pick out some of the places that I know that you guys work in. So, you know, you might be working for Screwfix. You might be working for Dixon's Academy. You might be working for the NHS. You might be working for Bevan. You might be working for CAP. You might be working for Mercy. All of these dis different places where you might be tomorrow 
Those are all places that Jesus is really interested in. And he's actually gone before you into those places. His Holy Spirit is already working in those places. Now, it might look slightly different for you. It might look a bit more like our next slide. So you might be looking after your children. You might be caring for an elderly relative. You might be somebody who's actually taking some time away from the workplace for whatever reason. You might be looking for work. You might be away because you're not particularly well and can't actually do the work that you'd originally trained for. But no matter which of those two, there's one thing which is completely consistent across the top, and that is that if your work looks like the first slide, Jesus is Lord over it all. And if it looks like the second slide, then Jesus is Lord over it all. And so you are not just there and in that place. By some happenstance, some, some coincidence, you are there because God has called you into that place. There's no such thing as a sacred and a secular divide. So there isn't a thing where actually, you know, God's only interested in those things which are holy, those things that take place here. You know, he's not just interested that Sophie is here singing in the worship band today. He's worried and he's, he's, he's wanting to bless what Sophie does tomorrow. He doesn't see it split in those two ways. He sees it as one thing. He sees Sophie. He loves Sophie. And he wants to pour out his blessing on her and everything that she does. Not just today, but right the way through the rest of the week. And that's the same for every single one of us. That God wants to be right in the middle of what we are doing tomorrow just as much as he wants to be involved in what we're doing today as we worship and we celebrate him. And he's really interested in how we use all of the things that he gives to us. So this has been a little bit of a theme for me today, to, uh, over this last week. You know how sometimes God, God kind of preaches the talk to you before you get the opportunity to share with others. And I just had one of those weeks I was saying as I started the worship where I've just been kind of blown away yet again by the goodness of God. You know, sometimes he just kind of pulls you to a little bit of a halt and reminds you of all of the amazing things that he has done in my life and the amazing things that I've seen, the amazing blessings uh, that we've had. But God is really interested in how I use those things. So he has given me talents. He's given you talents. He's given me freedom. He's given you freedom. He's given us resources. Some of us have lots of resources. Others are less resources. But he's given us freedom. He's given us talents. He's given us the power to be able to do things, the power to be able to change things. And God is really interested in how we use those. Because all of those things we can choose to use or we can choose to hide, can't we? But God's really interested in how we use them, how we use those gifts that he's already given to us. So what is the point of work? What's the point of it? The slide's already gone up, so I can't really get any audience participation because you know my answers. You've probably all got different answers as well, and yours are probably equally as valid as mine. But I think there are three things, really. So first of all, work done for God is worship. It has an intrinsic value. Just slip to the next slide for just half a second. Um, that would be great. 
So the word avodah, which is one of the words for worship used in the Hebrew language, so that's the language that the Old Testament was written in, is a word that literally means work, worship, and service. So it's quite interesting, isn't it? That one of the words that was translated, or we would translate as worship, actually also means work. So when we are working for God, we are worshipping him. When we view our work in that way, it's part of our worship towards him. So it has this intrinsic value, does our work. Thank you, if you could knit back, that'd be great. Our work helps to provide things, doesn't it? It helps to provide what we, what we need. So, you know, again, that might be that we are able to do it through work. work. It might be that we, well, we are very fortunate in our country that we have benefit systems that support us, uh, but we, we are unable to be able to provide through what we are doing. And I'll come back to that in a minute because we'll talk about the threshing floor that I find myself on in the stage here in a moment. <laughs> and then work also enables relationships, doesn't it? So whatever it is that you're doing tomorrow, the likelihood is that you will be in relationship with other people. That might be the workplace, it might be home place, it might be, uh, it might be for me, for me it would be the church place. So for me I'll be in relationship with other people tomorrow as well. So work has this relationship value as well, a strategic value. So I picked up on um, the worship and the fact that uh, the Hebrew word means both work and worship. So it has that value to, um, to God. But our work also enables us to be generous. So the next of those values was that it helped us to provide what we all need. So that might mean generosity in giving financially. Um, we talked in our scripture about, um, well, Paul quoted this, this passage from Isaiah, where it was originally written, Now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. So that was the idea of putting the two little pieces of corn on your chairs. Because if you look at that, and if you came and had a look down here, you would see that um, Alexander has done a great job of threshing a, a few pieces of corn down here. And there are a myriad of seeds in it. And you'll see that in your own pieces of corn. And God gives in this beautiful way, doesn't he? He gives in a way that isn't restricted. He gives in a way which gives us more than is needed. And what Paul is saying here, and what we're in quoting Isaiah, is the fact that in that corn that you've got, in the corn that you've hold, there's enough there. I mean, not particularly in those two pieces that I've given you, but if you were a farmer, just pretend, then it would give you sufficient seed to be able to make the bread that you need to eat, but also for you to be able to sow more. So for each one of those pieces of corn that you've got on your on your chairs, I reckoned, I did pull some to pieces. I did mine a little bit neater than Alexander's, so mine are in a nice little bag here. Uh, and I did count them out. <laughs> but it doesn't look quite as dramatic as Alexander's, so there we go. And, and I reckon there's probably about 75 to 100 seeds on one head of, on one head of corn. Um, and, and I imagine that this corn that I've got from Amazon, 
rather than from a farmer's field, um, is, you know, that it won't be as good as the corn that you would get if you were sowing the proper corn that you would need to make bread and to make seed. But it just shows the amazing generosity of God, doesn't it? You know, one thing that looks really simple, and yet it's got all of that potential within it. And so when I think about generosity, this is the thing that I think Paul's pointing to, and I love to think about as well, that is that God gives something to us, but actually in the multiplying of that, there is something which is incredibly beautiful. And so work enables us to be able to be generous financially. For some of us, not for everybody, but for some, it enables that financial generosity. I have money, and actually some of that is for me, and some of that is to give away to bless others in different ways. Others, or maybe some of the same people, have skills, lots of skills. They've been able to go to different colleges or universities or do apprenticeships or do all sorts of things, and they have skills. And those skills are really, really useful in their workplace and really, really useful to God. So for some people, that generosity might come out of their giving of their skills. So I can do this, and therefore I want to give that to the Lord and to the Lord's people in order to be able to use. And then others have space and time and a real commitment to pray. My Dave, he's not here today, and I always feel a bit guilty when I talk about him in a, in a, in a sermon, but I have said to him that when I go home, he can listen to it online. Um, but, you know, he's, he's finding now that he can't do so much anymore, you know, and it's a, it's a bit heartbreaking for him because he would have loved to be so involved in all the stuff that we do here in Fountains. You know, he would have loved to be with us at the wrestling last night. He would have loved to be at Saturday Gathering. That's where his heart was before he, you know, became elderly and ill. But he has time to pray. And so, you know, I can say to him, in fact, I know that right now, if he's awake anyway, he will be praying for me. And, you know, at the times when he awakes during the day, he, so he can't be generous anymore with his giftings. He finds that really hard. He can't even now be generous in his conversations with people and blessing people in that way. But he can be really generous in his praying, and he's praying for us. He's praying for fountains. He's praying for a city. He's praying for me. And so work enables this kind of generosity, and that generosity looks different depending on who you are and what your circumstances are at the moment. And then work uh, enables us to build relationships. Now, I don't know, probably most of you are too young to remember CSI. Who, who remembers? Anybody remember CSI? Oh, you like it, do you, Cyrus? Yeah. Yeah? Do you know, do you know what the strap line is, Cyrus? Can you, do you know that? You watch it? Yeah. Fabulous. Well, you would get on really well with Dave as well. Dave, you've now got another conversation point for our small group, Cyrus, because Dave loved CSI. Anybody know what this strap line was? Anybody know? Every contact leaves a trace. Every contact leaves a trace. And it's actually a quote or a from a guy called Locard in the kind of early kind of 20th century who said, who discovered really, thing, fingerprints, every contact leaves a trace. And 
I think, you know, when we think about, you know, kind of our relationships as fountains, we've worked really hard on kind of our stakeholders. We've, we've got really good relationships down in the city with our neighbours, um, with uh, lots of different agencies. And when we come together and begin to do kind of missional things, I think it looks a little bit like this. Next slide, please. Next one. Thank you. So our, we are the little red dots. So we come together, and the rest of the uh, kind of grayed out dots are our city. So we can have influence, and our contacts leave a trace on a few people. Does that make sense? But when you guys go out in the power of the Holy Spirit, acting as full-time Christian workers in our city, then it looks like this. Suddenly, you're all spread apart, and you've got connections with people I'll never have a connection with. Yeah, and you've got the ability to be able to influence and to be able to share the good news of Jesus with all of those people who are around and about you. Now, I would advise that that doesn't, that doesn't mean that tomorrow you go in with a tract or a little piece of communication and go and tell everybody that they need to pray a prayer in order to be able to come to know Jesus, right? The thing that I learned in my workplace ministry was actually you build relationships over a very long period of time, very gently, acts of kindness, uh, offering to pray for people, uh, being a, a, you know, a good shoulder for people to kind of come to, um, being willing to um, not be the person who's talking about other people behind their backs. What, you know, all of those kind of things. So all of the fruits of the Spirit that we know about, you know, those are the things that we act out and show. And that then means that actually people see the difference, hopefully, that Jesus has made in our lives. And that kind of links back a little bit to what Gareth was saying in his talk when we did, you know, when we did the all-age service. So you are a full-time Christian worker exactly where you are going to be tomorrow and you may well be the only person that your work colleagues or your family or the people at the stay and play group that you go to, you may be the only person that that person knows who knows Jesus. So that is why this is all so important. The relationships are so important. It's now, I think, probably nine years since I left the workplace. But I still get some of my work colleagues writing to me, asking me to pray for them. I still get them messaging me if they're thinking about moving to a new job, asking me whether they think it would be a good move for them. I met three of them just a couple of weeks ago down in, down in London and had a you know, great time just kind of sharing with them. And it was really interesting because they've all gone on to amazing things now. Um, and... Um, uh, but they were most interested in all the stuff we were doing in fountains. So if I was to, you know, play out the conversation that we had, actually most of the conversation was around, you know, why, why we might be planting a church in city centre Bradford, because none of them are Christians, why we might be planting a, a church, um, why we were interested in um, the kinds of poorer people around and about us. They were very interested, of course, in wrestling church. Uh, and what I now knew about wrestling and the Facebook stuff that has obviously gone around. So there's all of, all of that stuff. And actually in that, in sharing, 
actually they're learning more about the God who I love and the God who I serve. And that's the same for you wherever you are tomorrow, wherever you are as you go through the course of the week. You've got those opportunities to be able to share. So I guess just kind of drawing all of that together before I want us to do something a little bit different today. Um, so well, what is the point of work? Well, work is our way of participating in God's mission on the earth. It's not the only way, but it's one of the ways in which we join in with him. And my hope is that kind of through this series that you've had the opportunity to think about your workplace, your home place, what you do uh, when you're not in this building or doing stuff for God elsewhere, you've begun to look at it hopefully in a new light and to see that actually you are just as much in vocational ministry as I am. You know, I from time to time, from time to time, may wear a dog collar around my neck. Um, I will often be wearing a t-shirt that says Fountains Church Bradford on so people know that I'm connected to this place so that, you know, so that it's known. But it's not just those of us who are in paid, full-time Christian ministry who are vocational workers. We all are. Wherever it is that you are tomorrow, you are on vocation. You are, you are there as uh, Jesus's prince or princess planted intentionally to be part of that community and to influence that community for good. So I'm going to ask the band to come up and to lead us in some worship. I've also asked four people to station themselves around the room. You see, one of the things that happens when uh, we get ordained is um, we, we come before the, the bishop and we make vows and, and we are set aside to do the work that God has set for us in full-time Christian ministry. And often we don't allow anybody else to have that kind of moment. And so I really wanted to give all you the moment today to be anointed. So anointing, it's, we would do it with oil on your hands. And oil, we always um, uh, say it represents the Holy Spirit. And so it's like God affirming and anointing you for whatever it is that you're going to be doing tomorrow. So you can just have that special moment to say, actually, I recognize that my work is actually not my work at all, it's his work. You know, I'm in this place for a purpose, for a reason. And so um, Shelby and Ricky, if you wouldn't mind going to the, to the back of the room, there's some oil just over there, Shelby. And um, there'll be Alice and I down at the front. And as the guys lead us in response, you don't have to. You don't have to come forward to be anointed. But if you'd like to be, we're just going to pray a really simple prayer of blessing over what you do, what you minister in when you're outside of this place. So I just pray, Lord, that as we draw this um, sermon series to a close, that, Lord, you would bless and that you would anoint every one of us to do the work that you have called us to do. That, Lord, we would think about our work as our worship to you. That we would know that our work has huge value to you and to those around and about us. 
and that we would know that our work enables us to be generous, to be generous with those who we're in contact with, maybe to be generous financially, maybe to be generous with our skills. But in just the same way as we've picked up those pieces of corn and recognized that out of one seed, we see 100, 100 seeds, 75, 100 seeds coming. We say, Lord, would you take us? Would you plant us, replant us? And by the anointing of your spirit, would you enable us to be fruitful wherever it is that we are tomorrow? And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.